We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome back to the NBA front office show. We've got a ton of NBA news, some pretty big stuff going on today around the league. So a lot of stuff for us to get into. Make sure you do subscribe right here to the NBA front office show over on YouTube, as well as the podcast side on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you listen to podcasts. And if you're watching right now on YouTube, do me a favor, hit that like button. Let's get this video out to as many people as we can. Joining me, as always, it's Keith Smith. Keith, you got the fresh tan from the, the sidelines <laughs> of the soccer field this weekend. You look uh, you look ready to go. Yeah, it's uh, more, more sunburn in parts than tan, but <laughs> tan will come in a little bit. Me meanwhile, half the country is like, wait, tan? What? Like, come on, we're still buried in snow, and they don't want to hear it. But, yeah, we are on the soccer field all weekend, and it was uh, – it, it, it was actually cold here. It was down in the 40s, which is kind of chilly for us, but it was sunny. So, uh, still, still, still got a little bit of that sun action. But yeah, yeah, man, for considering we're in a semi transactional dead period, right? We get kind of the end of the bio mm -hmm. market. There's just a lot going on with, with just big stories around the league right now. Yeah, there's a lot taking place, a lot happening. Um, let's, I guess, let's just jump right into it because we've got, we've got so much going on. And this came out. Uh, right before we started recording here, uh, Chris Paul, you know, we talked about it last week that he was getting closer to a return, but he is now available uh, to play for, for the Golden State Warriors. So welcome back, Chris Paul. And uh, I think that we've talked about they have a, a pretty friendly schedule over the remaining uh, part of the season here. I believe they ranked 25th in strength of schedule from here on out. And they get Chris Paul back. So that should give them a, a nice boost here to head into uh, their playoff push. Yeah, now now they're they're pretty much whole, right? You, you yeah. get him back in the lineup. You you've got uh, most of the other guys going, and, and it comes at a good time. I know they lost uh, yesterday to the Nuggets, but they've been playing pretty good basketball. That mm -hmm. that whole group there that's down in the play-in tournament range, all are seven and three or eight and two in their last ten games. They've really created a good chunk of distance. The Jazz are three and a half games behind the war, or I guess three games now. Uh, behind the Warriors, but Warriors, Lakers, Mavericks, Pelicans, Suns, and Kings, all, you know, in, in that range. I, mean, I don't know that the Lakers and Warriors are catching the teams that are three and a half, four games ahead of them, mm -hmm. but it's still going to be a battle, right? And if you can get yourself out of that 9-10, 
even though you got to win twice, you 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 feel a little bit better, right, about about your chances. You'd rather be up in that eight eight uh, seven eight game if you can get up there, because then you you lose once and you're you're you still have a chance uh, to get to, through to the postseason. So we're gonna see you know where that goes, but it's still a battle. You know, they're at the bottom of the West, even if the top is you know still a fight as well. So which is a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, again, it's going to be a crazy finish in the Western Conference, both at the top and uh, near the bottom of the table. So I'm excited for it. I can't wait to see the way it plays out. And uh, tell me about it, man. Like all the teams in the West just keep winning. It's been it's been crazy, uh, except for my Lakers. I don't know what they're doing. They're losing their minds. But um, let's get into I just what looked we're it up. 25th ranked strength of schedule for the Warriors. Yes. Yeah. The rest of the yeah. Yeah, yeah 25th ranked strength of schedule the rest of the way. The Suns have the most difficult schedule the rest of the way, so that can make things uh, even more interesting as well. Uh, Suns uh, dealing with injuries too, so you know, mm-hmm. that's something else to factor in as well. Uh, speaking of the Warriors, Steve Kerr has got an extension, making him the highest-paid coach in the NBA. The new deal will align his contract with that of Steph Curry, I do you think this means anything for Clay? Like this doesn't surprise me at all that the Warriors did this. Said, "Hey, we're going to make sure that Kerr is with Curry for the remainder of Curry's run, or however long this contract goes for, and then we'll figure out what's what." Does this maybe tip their hand in terms of what they're going to try to do with Clay in terms of length of a contract or something like that? How do you see that fa- this factoring into that, or does it not? Yeah, I can't see them going more than a year or two for for Clay. When I say a year, I mean really more like a one plus one or something sure. like that, or or even what what we generally call like a one minus one, which is one year and then a team option on the next uh, second year mm-hmm. where the team has control. But I like that. I, I like one minus one. I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's generally we use them in like coach contracts because that's how they almost all work is like a four mm-hmm. minus one. Um, not in this case, Kerr gets the two guaranteed years, but yeah, it's a little interesting, right? Steve Kerr, it was talked about before the season how he was at the end of his contract and what was that gonna how was that gonna finish out and all those things. And yeah, here we are where he's you know now uh at least gonna be with curry through the end of curry's deal and we'll see what it looks like i kind of have a feeling maybe we see curry outlast him uh just because i don't know how much longer curry's gonna want to do this but seems pretty happy doing it as far as clay goes though like i said with the contract initially and then i think the next part with clay becomes does clay want to be there if they're telling him hey you got to be a backup now does he want to go somewhere else you know what is that going to look like so i think that's going to be the the interesting part of that is where we really we're going to find out a lot about that whole situation here probably my guess is really it could be any time between now and the start of free agency because they could we could get breaking news that they're extending him in the next 10 minutes because he is extension sure. eligible. And maybe they come to something, but I also have to wonder, maybe Clay's like, Hey, let me see what is out there on the market for me. Well, let me, let me just see, you know, maybe, maybe somebody does want to give me four years and 120 million or something like that. And we talked about it uh, last week. At some point, the Warriors are seem pretty hell bent on where, where not only are we reducing our tax bill, we're getting out of the tax next year and there's we we went through the numbers the only real way to do that with clay in the fold is if he takes a pay cut of half and chris paul's gone and everything else so we're going to be keeping an eye on a lot with the warriors but now we won't be wondering if there'll be a new coach yeah yeah now steve kerr has got that certainty and 
we'll see what they do. Again, they're poised to make a run here. And uh, again, like if you're if you're OKC and, and you're near the top of the West, you probably don't want to draw the Warriors in, in round one. Like that's not to say that just there's a lot of balance in the West. There's a lot of teams that could present a challenge, but the Warriors are one of those teams where just because they've done it so many times before, uh, and they did it just last year as the lower seed, they advanced. That's probably not a team that you ideally want to run into. Um, and I think that's part of why we're seeing this certainty being locked in with Kerr locked in as the head coach. Now you've got, of course, Curry's under contract and everything uh, from the Warriors perspective. Yes, they're going to dip below, but you still feel like you've got a shot to do something. It's not like they're a lottery team right now. And they're like, okay, let's just, let's just blow this thing up. And it did look like that may be the way this was headed for a little bit this season, but they've kind of pulled out of that, uh, of that nosedive that they were in. And now you can see where they could be a real threat again in the Western conference, maybe not a championship threat, but not a team that you necessarily want to run into in round one. No. Yeah. Cause you, you look across the court and you're like, man, I got to deal with Curry who can win a game or two by himself. Yep. Then you have the next game where, you know, they shoot 50% and hit 20 something three pointers. And all of a sudden now we're in a game seven where anything can happen. And, and it's, it's, that's why, you know, I always, I always said that even like back kind of, they were always a good team, but you had the Houston Rockets when everybody was kind of like, ah, you know, I don't know, you know, where they're going to be, but it was like Harden can win a game or two himself and then mm -hmm. have the game where they had a bunch of threes and now you're just there. So that's, yeah. And, and, and you know, with the Warriors, like they're just going to make you work for it. Even if the series is over quick, like they're just going to make you work. You're going to have to chase Curry around. You're going to have to deal with Draymond for a whole series and no matter how many games it goes. And that's just where it gets kind of tough. Yeah, exactly. And that's the, you know, the challenge with taking on a team like the Warriors. Um, really just, this is a good spot to pause mm -hmm. here. Like the Timberwolves, the Thunder at the top of the conference, we'll see the Nuggets, the Clippers. Like they got to be looking down there and being like, man, like Curry, LeBron, Luka, maybe KD. Like what the heck? Like we played all year, earned this great seed. Now we're going to deal with one of these guys probably right. in the first round. Like it's it just feels like a, a task where it's like, you know, what what is going on here? You, you, you don't want to knock like the Kings and Pelicans, but I got to wonder if there's going to be some – Hey, give me one of those two teams versus yep. one of those teams with the star guys. Cause you know, like Luca, LeBron, Curry, KD, like not only you're going to deal with how great they are, but those are guys who they could take 15 free throws a night in a playoff series. Yep. You know, you could have all that stuff too, which, you know, everybody always loves when you're on the other side of playing against that kind of player. So it just becomes such a tricky spot to be in. That it's it's going to be really fun to watch how, how that all works together. Yeah, and you have to remember in the West, there's a team that essentially got eliminated by injuries, and that's the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. That that should would easily be in the mix if everybody was healthy. So, I mean, it's it's the Wild West. It's the way yeah. it goes. Uh, the West in would Utah, certainly be a factor. Houston are getting better. Like and they're yeah, getting better, and Wemby's getting better. I mean, sure. Good and Lord. someone else will fall out next year because that's just how sure. it works in the league. You, you're not going to have 13 great teams in a conference. It's, not, it's just not how it works. So somebody else will be the team where it's like, oh, what happened? They'll, they'll be this year's Memphis. But, yeah, it, it, you just look and it's like, yeah, like you said, Wemby's there. They're going to add another high pick to that team. And it's just like, you know, where, where is this going to go? That's just as a quick aside. That's been my thing with the Western Conference for going on two decades now where it's been – in the West, the, whatever team gets pushed down 
because they're the bad team that year. They end up with a great draft pick, but they're not like truly always a bad team. Yeah. Right. So sometimes they get a day add a really good player to a team that's already kind of moving up. And then the next thing you know is you're you're just it's like, man, like these guys are loading up because like does anybody think the Spurs are a truly bad team? Like they're bad today, but they're not gonna be for the next right. five years. Like, and they're gonna add another really good player. So just you know, that that's where the bottom of the east, it's been like the same crap teams at the bottom for years like just kind of cycling through the same four or five teams at, at the bottom a couple of them are finally starting to play better and move up so ho- hopefully there's a little bit of hope there yeah it's uh it's gonna be a crazy finish in the west you've got a lot of teams that are really really good and, and are gonna be good you know for a while here and um like i said the east there's just the east is more top heavy than the West is. You've got a few teams at the top and then you've got a big drop off after that. The West, there's quality pretty much throughout until you get to like the bottom few uh, teams there. And those are all teams that are on the rise that could, you know, that could give you a run any given night. So uh, we said it coming in that the West was going to be really exciting. And I think that's the the kind of finish that we're in for. And it's only going to continue to be so uh, in these future years here. Um, All right. Speaking of a team that Maybe kind of falling backwards into the playoffs uh, because they're in the East uh, or into the play-in anyway. The Atlanta Hawks, uh, Trey Young is now out uh, for it looks like a month due to hand surgery. And Keith, uh, number one, this is terrible for the the Hawks and Trey Young to lose a player of his caliber, no question. But I also wonder if this is the the silver lining here is the Hawks get an early glimpse at what life can be like should they decide to go ahead and pull the trigger on a Trey Young trade this summer and just sort of hand the reins over to DeJounte Murray. They can kind of get a sense of that now over the next month. Uh, again, bad, bad, bad news that, that Trey Young is out. Not a good thing at all. Just saying this is sort of what they can at least benefit from in terms of their decision-making over the summer is they get an early glimpse at what a post-Trey Young world could look like. Yeah, absolutely. And that that's you know, again, you, you got to make the best of these situations. And yeah, you, you could get a look at it and say, man, we hand the ball to DeJounte Murray. We up Jalen Johnson's role. And all, all of a sudden we've, we've kind of stumbled into something here that seems very workable for, for the foreseeable future. So, so that's where I think if you're the, uh, the Hawks, you, you're just going to make the best of it. Like you said, yeah, they're kind of going to stumble into that final spot in the playing tournament, almost seemingly, just because the Nets and Raptors aren't. So they, right. like the Nets are going the complete wrong way. They've lost four in a row, and they, they don't look like they're they're going to be much of a threat. They're already three and a half back. The Raptors are four back. Never mind. I mean, the Hornets are 10. That's done. That's so, not Yeah. Yeah. So if you're the Hawks, like you're a couple games off of the Bulls, but you're, you're probably not even catching them. So, yeah, you're just kind of just going to play it out and see where it goes. You're going to get your – late lottery pick most likely barring you know a couple game run in the playing tournament that puts you in the playoffs but i yeah i think make the most of it see what things look like a little bit uh not great news over the weekend too on on yeka kongwu uh instead of coming back he's going to be out a couple weeks as well hmm. uh with, with that toe sprain injury ligament tear who who knows exactly what is going on there has been a couple different descriptions of that injury so yeah and it's also been suggested with Trey young is like like what why like why is this happening now and i think one of the things that you look at in this situation with Trey young is you can kind of look at it and say why not just get this fixed 
Like, there's no reason to let this linger. If it's something, I know it's a, it's like in the pinky finger on his left hand, which in theory, mm. uh, you know, could he play through it? Uh, yeah, if they're probably fighting for home court advantage or for a top six spot. Yeah, maybe he does play play through it. But other than that, you know, let's see where it kind of goes. And in there, probably for the Hawks, is let's just get this taken care of and figure it out. And if you're Trey Young, it's probably like, yeah, I don't want this lingering over. Uh, my me going into the off season and everything sure. else either. So just get it done. Yeah, absolutely. Get this thing done now. Um, and then we'll see what, what the summer looks like. DeJounte Murray looked really good uh, last night against the Magic. They actually got a win. And uh, he almost put up a triple-double, 25, 9, and 11. Uh, so we'll see what, what things look like there for the Hawks moving forward. But again, we, we talked about this with uh, we talked about, I believe, with in the context of Memphis and how they were able to find some guys and make it so yep. it wasn't just a totally lost season for them. And I think we were comparing that to the Pistons. We were having that discussion last week. This is where bad news for the Hawks. But what you don't want to do is just say, well, Trey's out. I guess that, you know, we'll just we're going to see if we can tread water until he's back. No, you can actually use this time to help inform your future decisions and and actually learn something from it. So I think that's what the Hawks are going to look to do here with Trey out for a few weeks. And then hopefully he's back for, you know, the, the playoff push here in, uh, yeah. in about a month. And not saying he will or won't make team USA. I, I, I uh -huh. kind of think he's probably on the outside looking in, but I think he is part of that group that is sure. there. So I think this gets this cleared up and hopefully he can be part of that, you know, camp practice trial, whatever you want to call it before they name uh, the, the the USA basketball team for the summer's Olympics. And that could be a factor here as well. Like let's get that all cleared up because I want to get out there and compete for a spot and compete against the best, best uh, American born players or at least uh, American represent re representing the United States. Cause Joel mm -hmm. Embiid, uh, well, we'll see what his status is, but clearly not American born, but is an American and going to represent the USA. So, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with, with this. So that'll be fun to, to see how that all comes together as well. All right, Keith, one of the, the big stories that I want to get into it's LeBron James, uh, reportedly wanting a multi-year deal with the Lakers. This is something from, uh, Brian Windhorst who mentioned this saying that, well, a lot of people have questioned, could LeBron James leave the Lakers? Windhorst is saying, eh, I could actually see him trying to angle for a deal that keeps him with the Lakers long-term, and this would be over $100 million. This would be a massive contract that he'd be getting. What I want to get into is what exactly could he get, and then what if he took less? Because I've got a lot of people asking me that. Well, couldn't LeBron take less money and then open up the Lakers to do more stuff? But let's start with LeBron, where he's at right now in terms of his salary. He's got a player option this summer. Uh, would pay him $51.4 million next season. Obviously, he can opt out of that. He can sign a new deal. Correct me if I'm wrong. The over 38 rule says he can only have a three-year deal. Let's say he did three -year, a three-year deal. What's the most he could get from the Lakers on that? Yeah, I'd have to run the full math, but you're still talking. He's in the So here's the complicating stuff with the over 38 rule. Yeah, and, and everybody's just going to, if you're listening, you're just going to kind of have to stick with me for a minute here. Um, what happens is, in LeBron's case, because he's already 39, so clearly he's already passed the over 38. So what happens is the last year of the contract, what the, the, the over 38 rule does is it essentially says that final year 
Like we're going to count it as like zero because what they don't want you doing is signing a guy to a deal where it pays them a whole bunch of money. Mm-hmm. And then, and then by the time they get to that final year, they, they just retire right. and the money comes off the books. So how the NBA works, this is in the final year of the contract, they push that money into the earlier years in terms of the way the cap hits work. So, oh, okay. so, so it's not like LeBron's going to roll in and say, Hey, I'll take a $10 million deal and count it. To, you know, I'll do three years at, you know, 10 million a year for the next three years. He, he certainly could do that, but that's not likely going to be how it happens. What would happen is those years that are the, the post 38 years, those get, they, they call it deferred money, but it gets pushed on to the earlier years. Now there's ways you can work it into being a perfectly legal contract where you take, all right, here's what the player's actually being paid. And what you do is you basically, you have to do, do the full year, full value of the contract over the time. Then you take that money out of the last year. You reduce it. The, the, the CBA calls it a zero year. Mm-hmm. So you reduce it down to zero. Then what you do is you take it and you put it into years one, two, whatever, and you push those years up. So that's how you push up the years. And as long as you're pushing those years up to a number that meets whatever you're using in this case lebron has bird rights with the lakers so they could just sign him using his bird rights to anything up to the max but what would happen and i'm just going to use round numbers here just to keep it easy let's say his max salary was 50 million next year yeah then you have to you have to take the deferred money out of that last year what his base number would become in year one and again doing this very simple math here let's say it was that base number becomes 25 million then 25 million in deferred money pushes him up to his max and that's how you work it through if we go way back this is several years ago and really only the crazy darkhards like us will remember uh nene hilario um, signed a deal that it actually was illegal because it was the zero years weren't working right because he was signing under an exception. And what ultimately happened was how they were going to fit him in to zero out that final year and do the base. You couldn't then get up to the number he wanted to get to over the number of years that he was offered. So people will say a player like LeBron, who's over 38, can't do a contract longer than X. It's not really true. They can. It's just how the deferred money works back. When you use that zero year, how does that all work back to the player? And that's where it gets really kind of tricky. So it's 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 something where if you start saying somebody starts throwing around LeBron's going to sign a five-year, $250 million deal, he's not. We all know that's not, not a thing. But if you start hearing things like he's going to sign a two-year, $100 million contract, which that's what I think might be more likely, that can happen. And that's something the Lakers can make, make a thing. Okay. And just for, for clarification, if he were to do, let's say he were to do a three-year deal, and if it was just straight to make the math easy, $50 million per year, that $50 million on the third year would get divided. So $25 million would get added to year one, $25 million would get added to year two. Could that actually push him above in terms of cap hit, a, a true max contract? No. Yeah, it would right. only go up yeah, to his ceiling. max. So that's, Got it. that's why you have, to, you have to work out to the number, and then you work back. Mm-hmm. And then if it pushes you over, you because max is max. Like in, in when I say that, if the max salary for his 10 plus years of service 
and I'm just, again, I'm doing simple numbers here, is 50 million. His individual max is actually could be slightly higher than that because it's it's like 105% and that could be a little over. I'd have to run that actual math on that, but it, it's very close um, on that. So so that's where you get to a point where, where it gets a little messy with that because the other thing too is it's really important to know we're in uncharted territory here. We've never yeah. seen a guy, you know, this guy even approaching worth a max deal that's in the over 38 the cba was not built for this exactly no it wasn't and 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 it's important to know too two cbas ago was over 36 Mm -hmm. and when everybody the joke is when chris paul was in charge he pushed because chris paul's like hey this might impact me someday like i i want to get this change but the reality was everybody kind of knew hey guys are not they we have a whole host of players who are not going to retire at age 35 anymore. So age 36 is, they're going to be still peak players at age 36. So we need to push it up. I thought there was a chance in this new CBA, they might push it out to the age 40 rule, but I'm guessing they looked at it and said, uh, it's kind of like LeBron and PJ Tucker right now. Like we, we could, we'll handle LeBron as a special one-off right. and figure it out. PJ Tucker, we're not too worried about And the rest of the guys are probably still going to retire uh, before 38 or around 38. So but eventually, as players play deeper and deeper, that'll probably push to age 40. And eventually, it'll probably be like 42, 45, whatever it is. And we'll see where it goes. But yeah, so what they're going to do is they're going to agree to a number. And then the Lakers and LeBron's reps, they'll backwards math it into being a legal contract. So is in terms of cap hit, he's probably still going to be shown as a max player on the Lakers Lately, like, mm-hmm. like you have the spot track page up right now. Yeah. We'll probably still display him as a max player. It'll just be the way the breakdown will be if you really want to dive in. But for all intents and purposes, he will be a max guy of 50 million a year or, or something in that range. Okay. So, two things left that I want to get into. Um, number one, should the Lakers do this with, with LeBron? And then number two, what if he took less? What would their cap situation look like from there? So, first of all, it, should the Lakers do this? I, I know, and I think there's two ways to look at it. There's from a basketball perspective and there's from a financial perspective. From a financial perspective, the answer is 100% easily yes. Doesn't even take a second to think about it because he's going to return many, many times the amount of money that you pay him. He's going to bring in in revenue. From a basketball perspective, taking a guy who is 39 will be in his age 40 season next season and giving him even a two-year deal at max salary is that something you want to do knowing it's LeBron? It's not talking about just anybody. It's LeBron James. Would you be comfortable doing that, Keith? I would be. I yeah. like it's it ultimately comes down to is 50-ish games of LeBron worth this? And to me, I think the answer is probably yes. They have to be the right 50-ish games. And I'm just being realistic, I don't think you're going to see him play 70 games again in a season. I just don't think it's going to happen. Not I, I, he, like we said, we're in uncharted territory here, but I think we're in a spot where we could see this be, yeah, we got to pay it because what that also does is, and this is something the Lakers have done well for years, the contract they gave Kobe at the end, no one else, one, no one else could have because, because of the way the rules work. But everybody's like, all right, they're paying him because he's Kobe, right? They're taking care right. of him because of everything he's met. But that's part of what the one of the 
any number of allure to the Lakers is, hey, we take care of Lakers, right? We we take care of our guys. And I think that's where you take care of LeBron. Now it becomes, all right, LeBron wasn't the career Laker. He was not there for all 20 years of his career and stuff. So that becomes, hey, even that, they take care of him. And then when it's the next guy after LeBron, that guy may come in and say, hey, I'm 30 right now but I don't want to leave the Lakers. I, I, I want to play the next seven, eight years of my career out as a Laker, as long as they're still worth it. Yeah. Yeah. If LeBron was averaging 15 points per game on horrendous efficiency, yeah, you have to have a different conversation, but he's still playing great. Like it's, it's, it's not, there's no question in my mind. It's, it's, it's not, and I'm using like a quadruple negative here, but <laughs> I don't, I have no problem with giving him that kind of max, what works out to be basically a max contract for a couple more seasons. I have no issue with that. Yeah, and I'm right there with you. I agree. I think he's still playing fantastic basketball, and if anybody's going to do it, if anybody's going to continue to produce at this age, it's LeBron James. We've been hearing about it for how long he's been you know, putting <laughs> over a million dollars a year right into, yep. into his body and into recovery and all that sort of stuff. So if anybody can do it, he can. But I have a lot of Lakers fans who say, well, LeBron's going to be 40, he should take less. And of course, that's easy to say when it's not your money. But people say, hey, LeBron's a billionaire with a capital B. How much does money mean to him at this point? Couldn't he just take, say, a minimum and then the Lakers could go spend a ton of money in free agency and go get whoever they want? Uh, first of all, it's not a super strong free agent class this summer. There's not <laughs> there's not there's not a lot out there. It's not it's not like Giannis is sitting out there and oh, hey, LeBron, take take less and Giannis is going to come sign up. That That's not really the, the case. So that is noteworthy, but let's say, and the, the two big, you could see it right there on, on the Lakers books, the two big things here, D'Angelo Russell player, player option and LeBron's player option. Let's say D'Angelo Russell walks away, right? Which I'm not saying is the ideal situation. I'm purely speaking from a cap sense here. And LeBron opts out and says, you know what? I will take the minimum. Even if he does that and Delos 18 million and almost 19 million are off the books. The Lakers, by my calculations, still don't have a true max contract available. Yeah, so I'll join you and live in fantasy land here. for Sure, for yeah, and absolutely. It, it is 100% that. I'm just sure. using this as the extreme yep. to show why LeBron taking less doesn't really make sense. Yeah, so what would happen is, let's say LeBron opts out and they, they have a handshake agreement of, I'm going to take a minimum, which means we will do everything else, then sign LeBron to a minimum deal. Mm -hmm. um, in that case, the over 38 rule, none of that stuff matters because he'd only sign a one-year minimum deal. And that he could do that until he's 138. Uh, and I'm not going to rule out that he doesn't. Um, <laughs> so it, it is, uh, at that point, all right, and D'Lo opts out. Let's say you yeah. wipe everything off the books except for the guaranteed money. The Lakers could create about $34 million in cap space. That, right. that would be about where, where they would be at if they did all of that. So you wipe out all, everything. So that's like Max Christie and Spencer Dimwitty and Jackson sure. Hayes and all the other guys, right? Cam Reddish, all yeah. the minimum guys. They all and come with, off and with Jackson Hayes and Reddish and, uh, and Christian Wood, it's their decision. Yeah. They have a player exactly. option. But let's say those get declined as well. We're talking most available. Yeah. So we would we would so we'd be left with Anthony Davis at 43 million, Hachimura at 17, Reeves at 
13, and I'm rounding on these. Gabe Vincent at 11, Hachimura, or Vanderbilt rather, at 11. Uh, Hood Shafino on his rookie deal at 3.9, and Maxwell Lewis at, at 1.9. So now you're down to, and this also, let's say the Pelicans took the pick this year mm-hmm. right let's yeah. just say it's because we're we're trying to maximize cap space so you'd end up with about 34 and a half million in cap space and what that would mean is like we just said everything comes off the books and then what you're doing is now you're working to lebron is the only guy you have left like not you don't even have him left but you've got your handshake agreement he's going to take a minimum so you go spend that 34 million whether it's on one guy you do a trade whatever it is that's how you spend the 34 million and then you would do hey lebron hey cam reddish hey christian wood like all those guys hey you're on a minimum anyway you want to re-up for another minimum mm-hmm. lebron's coming back on a minimum and we filled out we went and got we went and traded for trey young I'm just making sure. it up, but we traded for Trey Young using most of our cap space plus uh, Hachimura's salary, and that's how how we did it. And now we've got this, and off we go. And that's, I mean, it, it's not going to happen that way, right? No. Because that that just gets too too much in a crazy world. You would also have then a lot of people like, well, wait a minute, dude opted out of 51 million for you know, to take a minimum contract, like, well, what are we doing there? Like that would become oh, the, the players association would lose their minds. Yeah. And LeBron has been, again, we're in uncharted territory. We, we've never seen this world play out, but he's always said, I won't take less than a max because if I do it, then every other player is going to have owners saying LeBron did it. Exactly. Why were you like, right. And that's, and he just doesn't want to do that to his fellow players. And, and let's be honest too. There's a business sense in that because his, you know, side business with Clutch makes them a lot of money off of negotiating max contracts for other players. They don't want people coming in and saying, hey, LeBron did it, take less. That said, if, like I keep saying, if the Orlando Magic draft Bronny and he wants to come to Orlando, all they had to offer was a minimum. Does he say, all right? And that's what I'm doing. Sure. It's that important for me to play with my kid. Like we're just in a different world with this stuff. And I, I don't, I don't think we see him opt out and do a minimum path. Now no. take less that I think that's maybe a little more on the table. I, I still don't think it's going to be like, give me 10 million and we'll call no. it good. Like, I just don't see that being a thing. I think what is more likely is, and this is the important thing, even if LeBron opts out, Resigns on a two-year deal that ends up being another effectively a max deal. It's still a multi-year deal, and it's mm-hmm. still going to be a multi-year deal. It's going to be a hundred million dollars because that's just you know even if it's even if his max is 50, 50 plus the raise they can give him that puts him over a hundred million. And I think that's what's important to note here. No one's saying he's doing a four or five-year deal that's going to be. 250 million that's just not possible that's not a thing that can happen with the way the over 38 rule works but another two-year deal where where effectively it turns into roughly a you know hundred million dollar deal yeah that's probably in range and he could probably pull that up we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What I would foresee happening would be if he takes less it's it wouldn't be less so the Lakers then suddenly have a max cap slot, which as we just talked about, it's not going to happen. You're not going to have, there's no true cap slot, max slot anyway, but uh, the, he's not going to take enough less. It's not, you're going to have too many deals in the books yet. Could you move like off of Gabe Benson or something if you really had to, if you wanted to be able to offer? Sure, but there's nobody really out there in free agency to to go after that would make sense for that, at least as of right now. So what I could see happening is in terms of him taking less, could he take less in order to give the Lakers enough wiggle room to maybe use a taxpayer MLE or something like that? Or depending on what yeah. Delo does, maybe a full MLE. Maybe there's a little bit of wiggle room there. So it switches the Lakers from essentially only having minimum contracts to, to use uh, to attract free agents this summer to maybe having one contract where you'll have the, the taxpayer MLE available or something like that. That's where I could see it, it happening, uh, giving you a little bit more flexibility below those those uh tax tiers so that you are able to you know aggregate salaries and trades and do so, some of the things that are now uh punitive in the new CBA that's where i could see maybe lebron takes a little bit less but it's not like he's going to take less and suddenly the lakers can go sign superstar x because they've got all the money to go burn yeah exactly like i don't hey, at this point like Probably that outside of LeBron, the best unresolved free agent right now is probably Paul George, yep. uh, maybe James Harden. And I don't see it turning into, hey, LeBron took a minimum and those guys moved across the hall. Like, I yep. don't think that's going to be a thing. Well, and that's not even accurate because they won't even be across the hall anymore. Right. They'll be across town. But, like, I just don't see that being a thing. That That's going to happen. I, I, I think you're right. I think it could be, all right, I'm in the stage where it, at this point it's going to be, a balance of where do I want to be? Is my kid coming out or not? Do I want to play with him? Depending on where he goes, no matter what. And I want to win, right? And and I don't know what order that necessarily is in. Maybe that is the order. Um, but I think if it's yeah, I want to be with the Lakers. Ronnie does doesn't come out. Let's take that out of the out of the equation for now. Then it, it, we're probably hitting towards the point where it is. I mean, I don't need another max deal. I can take a little less. And when it, then when everybody else starts chirping, well, LeBron did it, everybody else would say, okay, cool. When your dude's 39, I'll talk about it with you then, right? Like right. when he's 39 and still playing near a max level, we can have the conversation because I don't know that that would be a real thing. So I think now we're into a spot where, yeah, I could see it being, I will take less to the point where does this open up the full mid-level? Does this keep us under the apron and open all those things up? It's kind of, in a way, similar to like where the Warriors are at, right? With mm-hmm. we're trying to reduce our bill to get it. Not, I don't know how much it is, of it is. We don't want to pay half a billion dollars anymore for this roster of payroll plus taxes. I think it's somewhat to an extent of 
hey, we don't want to pay a half a billion dollars anymore because now we're limited and we know we've got holes to plug left and right all over this roster. Let's make it easier to make these moves. And that becomes the conversation point of that's why Chris Paul, you got to go and Clay Thompson, you got to take less. And that's the same spot. The Lakers are going to be in same spot. A lot of these teams are going to be mm-hmm. in. Some of them are just, they're a little deeper that those questions don't need to be asked today, but when they need to be asked, it's going to be the same thing. Boston will be there in a year or two where it'll be. All right. Where are we going with this? Because and especially if you're not winning championships, becomes a lot harder to convince an owner, hey, just keep shelling out. Just keep shelling out. We're close. Yeah. Like it's got to be no, we're there because otherwise, you know, what are we doing? Like, 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 like I, I don't want to pay this much money for a team that is isn't bringing home you know titles at the end of the day. Absolutely. Yep. And that's something that uh that will be an interesting dynamic to watch play out around the NBA. All right. Well, that's uh, enough on LeBron and the Lakers, I think. We'll see what uh, what ultimately comes this summer with them and this situation. But let's jump over you. You mentioned him. You mentioned Paul George. You mentioned James Harden. The Clippers, not only are they getting a new arena, but they're also bringing in a new uniform. Yeah. A new look. So they're rebranding. And uh, I'm going to put this up on the screen so everybody can see. I'm just going to go over. Zach Lowe wrote an article on this for... ESPN. So I'm just going to share that article. It's included, you know, a ton of really good images here. And I want to get your thoughts on this, Keith. Uh, here it is. There's the old logo uh, that we're seeing right now, um, which is what popped up. There, it there goes. we go. There it is. There it okay. Is. There's the old logo uh, that we've got right now. Yeah, I don't I like it. It's, yeah, it's gross. gross. Yeah. It is. Um, here's the new, the new global logo and the new icon um and this is what this looks like i want to get your thoughts before i give you mine on on this logo i like it i i i know people are saying it looks like it's a logo for a cruise line and i it does. get it like i i do get that but i'm going off of where it was <laughs> to this sure it, it's night and day like it is way way better and and i I don't know. It's to me, it kind of, it's like, I think of a clipper as like a, like a, like, I don't, I, don't, I always think of it as like a fast, like sailboat. And this uh, is like, looks more like a battleship or cruise ship or something, but I don't does. know. I think it's kind of cool. I like the style. I see that's a compass. Like, I think that looks good. I like the color scheme. Like I, I'm in on all of it. So I, I think of a clipper as a um, unwanted house guest. Um, but no, but, but a clipper in actuality is, is a ship. I think the three, uh, the three kind of, I don't know if we want to say box rectangles that you've got like above the the ship itself. I I believe those probably supposed to be sails, but it does kind of look like more like a battleship type shape. It, it does look like a cruise lines logo on a cruise ship. Yeah. Yeah. And, And I'll tell you what I like. I like it overall. I think it's good. The only thing that, that got me is my initial read, and I know it's supposed to be a compass. It looks like it's in a crosshairs. The to me, yeah, my initial read was that it looks like the ship is in a is in a crosshair, like somebody is targeting that ship. Uh, that was my initial read on, and then I did a second glance and went, "Oh, okay, it's supposed to be a compass." You know, that's with the with the directions there. Uh, but then I did like the little detail on the ship itself that it looks like you've got like the the pattern of a of a basketball the seams of a basketball like on the side of the ship i thought that was that was clever so overall i think that's uh, an improvement for them but just the little 
thing. It looks to me, it looks like the ship is in a crosshairs. So, um, pause on that. Oh, scroll back up for a moment. Yep, yep. Here we go. This one here, and as Zach notes in the piece on ESPN.com, league rules, you have to have the full team name yes. in your primary global logo. Um, so I actually think it looks a little better in this version. Mm -hmm. It just, to me, the, the, the red circle outline, it just closes it all in. It makes it look a little bit cleaner. Um, in yeah. the, the, the bass, like making the, the, the I'm going to, somebody who, uh, is big into ships and all that's going to yell at me here, but the bow of the ship, I believe that that's that front part of the ship, right. Yeah. Is, um, looking like a basketball that used to be an NBA rule that all logos had to feature a basketball element really? in them. Yeah, that's why you see some of the logos are like, man, you kind of force the basketball in here. Right. That used to be be a thing. If there wasn't a direct basketball, there had to be some version of, of a basketball. So, yeah. And now, I think where you're going next is the court. Yep. Right? That's the next part down. I, I think it looks good. I like the Navy. I like them switching to the Navy blue as like yeah. the primary um color i just it's 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 better a lot of teams don't use the navy blue uh so many teams use that like royal blue color so i i think it looks looks pretty good i think this looks pretty sharp i think the court dimensions are kind of or not dimensions uh court colorations are kind of cool where they have like the red and the white around the the uh, free throw line like i think that looks pretty sharp too yeah and then i i like the coloring i think it looks really clean um uh, overall it just it looks it looks good i mean again i think this is this is a nice looking court and then um i like having the coordinates on the floor as well like it just leans into the nautical theme because for, yeah. for so long so many people would say what the hell is a clipper like a lot of people yeah. don't it's just not in our in our modern vernacular to call it a ship a clipper it's just not um so kind of leaning into that and making sure like hey everybody knows this is what it is i i think it it, it kind of works and so it's it's cool again this is a nice looking floor and then looking at the uniforms um, all right so these ones look an awful lot like their current ones yes they do so these are whatever these will be the i always still i don't know what nike calls them but they they're the primary home uniform is still what i call you know the home whites i do like the little it'll come up a little later the little stylized la um yeah people don't i don't know how many people realize too they stopped calling themselves the los angeles clippers years ago this is the flint it, tropics one right here yeah yeah that <laughs> one's a little interesting but we'll see what it looks like those look pretty sharp to me i really like the navy ones um which, which were up a little higher i'm gonna the get flags, this logo go back up to paul george real quick right there you can just see it under his arm they have the yeah. nautical flags for l a and c um on the side piping which is pretty neat that's i cool. think that's a nice little touch um yeah and then the then if you were going down to that stylized la they don't call themselves the Los Angeles Clippers anymore. They're the LA Clippers right. um, now. So they're really trying to lean into it. And, they, and uh, there's there's a quote from, I, I can't remember, it was Balmer or someone from the marketing team, wherever it was. But one of the things they said was, we don't, we, our fans really like the LA and they wanted to make it for a hat. Like they thought it would make a sharp mm -hmm. hat, but they didn't want it to be the interlocking LA that was too tight with the Dodgers. Because right. then it looks like it's a Dodgers ripoff, and I think they did a pretty good job uh, with that as well. I think think that looks pretty sharp. 
um, there. So those are the secondary logos, uh, the Clippers and the Clips logos. Those are the belt, like like what would be like the belt buckle, I guess. But that's uh, like, like the, the middle of the shorts uh, logo there. So all around, I, I think they did pretty good. They're, they're going to introduce the, the powder blue, the sky blue. At some point, they said that that'll get introduced into, into it. So is it perfect? No, it's still a, too, a little too minimalist to me. Like, I don't know. I grew up on those cartoony 1990s. You know, the ones <laughs> the, the, like, I always think of the Pistons jersey yes, from the 90s uh, yep, instantly. The That's the one the I go rocket, to. The angry yep. rocket. Oh, the rockets. Like, yep. I'm going to fight yep. you. Um, yeah, those ones I, I just, yeah. But these, they, these are all they're all pretty good to me get rid of the gray i don't like gray uniforms like no that that, there, that looks like to me like a dodgers uniform but like get rid of that but all the rest yeah i'm all right with all of it I, yeah they okay. i think the la works out pretty well yeah um for them uh, that, that's a good one and it's unique to them right like like it's mm-hmm. different looking than than anybody else's like you'll eventually you'll see that and you'll know like all right that's clippers last thing i had on this really interesting noted in the article by zach Steve Ballmer seemed like he was like, I want to change the name. Like, let's change the team name. And the fans were like, no, like we like the name. Like, don't change. Really? There was one part in there. It's described early in the article where it said outright hostility at the idea of a name change. So I think that is a, you know, like, Hey, if you don't have a lot to attach to as a franchise, I'm okay. Attached to that. Yeah. I mean, it's not like the Clippers have this like, glorious history that you that you want to maintain like it i understand why he would want to change and again going back to a lot of people can say what the hell's a clipper right like it's not and uh, again not every nba team name makes sense especially when team once teams move uh, like that uh like the the jackie moon movie right (laughs) you've got the the flint tropic flint michigan tropics right i mean Uh, it's kind of the lakers like it doesn't yeah lakers are you know supposed to be from minnesota you've got the utah jazz that that doesn't make any sense right you know the movie basketball yeah where they're like they they, because if anybody has it one if you're watching front office show go watch basketball because it's funny it's 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 crude and crass but it is a funny movie but at the beginning when they're talking about how professional sports have died one of the they they go through it they're like the lakers moved from minneapolis to los angeles where there are no lakes the jazz moved from new orleans to utah where they don't allow music (laughs) which is just very funny like the way they they put it all together but yeah my here was my thing for years and years and years I said they should have to give the jazz name back to New Orleans. Yeah. They could be the New Orleans Jazz. There was a point where there was like reported reports of grizzly bears in Utah, like for the first time in like hundreds of years. And I was like, give the grizzlies to Utah. They can be the Utah Grizzlies. In Memphis, known for blues music, their uniform is already varying shades of blue. Just call them the Memphis Blues. Yep. Like I was like, that's that that we could have been done. Then, then we this. make sense again. Yeah, but instead we've got Utah Jazz, New Orleans Pelicans, and Memphis Grizzlies, and I don't Which, know, you know. But it's like, fine. if you've ever gone they, and seen a pelican, it's oh, yeah. like they they are impressive birds, right? Like it's not. I get it. And you go down, and I've gone down to the Gulf, and I've checked out, and I've yep. seen these pelicans flying around, and everything, and like they. They're they're legit. It's it's a scary bird. All right, let's put, yeah. it, let's put it that way. Uh, <laughs> Not quite as scary pretty, as their original mascot. Scary. No, like their sure. original mascot is a stuff of nightmares. <laughs> but the way they fly like a foot over the water and they're just yeah. and they've got this crazy wingspan and everything like that. Yeah, um, it, it, it it makes sense. 
but but you're right. It would be better if it was New Orleans Jazz and, and all of that. But it, going all the way back to to the Clippers, I can understand why Steve Ballmer would say, "Hey, let's just change the name." Yeah. The only danger is sometimes the the grass isn't always greener, right? Like you can change the name and then land on something that that just doesn't work. I like how much faith do you have in them getting the name right and getting it to be something that that really works and fits there's always the the potential that they change the name and they still miss and so there's a little bit more safety with just sticking with what's already known even if there is more of a negative reputation historically with that name hey and if they wanted to keep uh the boat theme they could have become the Bodie mcboat faces like that research <laughs> like in britain was well yeah right that was the research vessel right the, right they voted on it and it was Bodie mcboat face and then the cool thing is for anybody who didn't follow that face. story beyond they ended up naming one of the submersible like unmanned submersibles because they were like, we are not naming our multi-million dollar research vessel yeah. Bodie McBoface, but they did name one of the unmanned uh, research submersibles Bodie McBoface, which so it kind of mm. followed through to an extent. Yeah, my last kind of uniform logo team name thought, Oklahoma City Thunder is way too of a cool name, way too of an awesome young up-and-coming team that's going to be in our face forever to have the worst, most bland uniforms in the league now that the Clippers yeah. have redone theirs. Redo your uniforms. Scott. What about Utah? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that, that neon. Yeah, I don't even know what happened there. Yeah. That Yeah, that was like somebody's like, how do we make summer league uniforms? I think all the time. <laughs> and they took some of the best uniforms in the league yep. and turned them into that. You know, but yeah, that's a whole separate thing. But the Thunder, they're just, it's like, man, we're going to see the Thunder on TV all the time in the playoffs and stuff for the next, I don't know, half decade or decade or so. And it's like, just please get them better uniforms and color schemes. Like, that's, that's all I want. Like, they, it felt like they were like, hey, we got to adopt something very generic because you're moving right away to start next season. Like, we, we just, we'll, we'll use the blue, orange, and yellow. And I get it. I know there's like all these, like, it's like, I don't know, clay red or whatever is mixed sure. in there. But you got all these cool things you could do with that name and, and color schemes. Like, let, let, let's have a little bit of fun with it because they're a fun team and they deserve better uniforms. Yeah, for sure. Um, in, in fact, if they could do some type of like a, a, a greenish color, um, that could be could be cool. Um, if they could have uh, the letter Sonics across their jersey, you know, that maybe <laughs> yeah. that would look really good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That'll come at some point. But I want that to be theirs. Just be them again. Right. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Somebody asked me once on a radio spot when we, because the topic of expansion came up and the guy came out of nowhere and he's like, what would, what would happen if they were like, hey, we're going to have a new team, but they're not going to be called, they're going to be in Seattle, but they're not going to be the Supersonics. And I was like, I, I, people would probably uh -huh. think that we don't want the team. Just get rid of it. Like, we, we don't want it. Like The Seattle basketball team? Yeah, yeah, right. They just, yeah. They just take that name. Yeah, he <laughs> was just and I, and I was like, I don't even know what else you would call them. Like, I heard uh, somebody say they should be the Seattle Sasquatches, which like that's oh. a cool idea. But no, and, and you've got and you've got the Kraken already there yeah. for the NHL, so we're kind of going into that yeah. whole like cryptozoology yeah. trend yeah. there. Okay, the Mariners I could... are there and Seahawks. Sure. So yeah, but they're the Sonics. Let's just keep it the Super. Let's Sonics. keep it that way. It, it already works. It's. Just, just be bring bring back the Space Needle logo, like yeah, all that stuff. Or I don't know, is it the Space Needle there? I don't know what they call. It. I think that's what they call it. Yeah, 
something like yeah. that. Let's yeah. go. Let, let's get, go old school and and keep it that way. And yeah, and that's I, then I they can go re- bonkers with the Las Vegas team name, whatever you want to. Oh you know, gosh. Just, it, it, yeah, I I don't even know what it's gonna be. I kind of like the Las Vegas Vipers. Like I think yeah. that would be cool. But I'm also a fan of alliteration. So no, I like that too. I like Las Vegas. I mean, you've got I. With aces already being taken, like that would have mm-hmm. been the perfect one, but that's already taken by the WNBA, and that team has, has been great. Um, it'll be interesting to see what Vegas does. Um, Vegas Vipers, I do like that. Yeah, it just sounds cool, and maybe you just be that, be Vegas Vipers. Like, don't even, don't even put the loss in there. Yeah, just, just go Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, yeah, it'd be fun. I don't I like know. that. It'll come up with something better, and I probably won't like it. Complain. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last thing we've got, and it. I shouldn't have saved this for last because it's so negative, but Patrick Williams uh, out for the season now. I, um, you know, I, I did radio the other day in Chicago and the host I was talking with was just like, like, what are we doing? What are the, what are the bulls doing? Why are we doing this? This is so frustrating that they, that they're not trading away players, that they're not trying to get picks and get better for the future or, or doing anything, just kind of being okay with mediocrity. And it just seems like even looking at the standings in these, they're not bad enough to get a high pick unless they get some lottery lock or something like that happens. But they're not bad enough to get a high pick. They're not good enough to really make any noise. They're probably going to be out in the play-in. And that they seem to be very much okay with that. And so I know this is a little mini rant off of a bad news for Patrick Williams, but it's been a rough season for them. And this is another thing for Chicago fans just adding injury to insult, I suppose, where they're frustrated with with the direction this team is going or the direction less team that they've got. And now you've got Patrick Williams, who's who's out for the season too, in addition to Lonzo, in addition to Zach Levine. It's just, it's a mess in, in Chicago. And I can't even say that things are going to get better this summer because who knows what they're going to do if they're finally going to pick a direction or not. Yeah, this is too... I mean, one was a super loss season. This is now turned into, a, let's call it a half loss season because that's roughly what it is out of his first four years, which that's always discouraging. But if you look at Patrick Williams' career arc, it's kind of similar to like the Bulls, like mm-hmm. pretty good, but not great. Like it's, it's just, it's all kind of fine. Like it's just leaves you just kind of like, okay. Like it's, it's, it's just all right. Like now that's being a little unfair to Patrick Williams last year, 82 games played 65 starts shot 41 and 41.5% from the field, 46 or I'm sorry, from three, 46% mm-hmm. in, from the field, 10 points per game, four rebounds. But like this year, 10 points per game shot a little bit worse, uh, started in 30 of 43 games. Like it just feels like it's all just kind of, flat yeah like, and that's what the bulls feel like they're just kind of a flat blah meh team where it's like okay you're right around 500 you're 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 fine like there's just i don't know there's there's just so little to get excited about with them like i i, I tweeted the other day um and i actually wrote this on the basketball bulletin as well like kobe white's been really good like that that's been like kind of mm-hmm. one fun story like demar Derozan still does his stuff vooch still kind of does his stuff, but all I mean, there's, I don't know. There's just nothing exciting about that team. Like there, there really isn't. You can't even get excited about the kids because they're hurt. Like, so it's just like, it, it just is just, I don't know. They're just kind of there. Like that's all. Hey, it sucks. And now it sucks that Patrick Williams is out going into his uh, contract, you know, negotiations this summer yep. too, because 
you know teams are going to say, all right, you're good, but you haven't locked that fully locked down that starting spot. You've missed, you know, uh, three quarters of the season and then half the season in your first two years. Like, are you going to say? And, and what have you done done for me lately? You were exactly. hurt. Yep. Yeah, it just gets very, very messy, and that's that's going to keep him at a number where, quite frankly, maybe he becomes a steal for somebody. Maybe somebody can swoop in. Maybe one of these teams that's sitting on a bunch of cap space late in the game because it'll be a restricted free agent will be able to craft an offer where it's like, hey, let's 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 put something together where the Bulls won't match it, or the Bulls are like, ah, that's going to put us in the tax or something mm-hmm. like that to to match on it. It goes from there. But I mean, the Bulls get they've got to resolve the Levine situation. DeRozan's a free agent, so who knows where all that will go in the end? Because DeRozan's definitely a guy who I think, if there's no extension reached, I think there's a chance we see Demar DeRozan do a. All right, you're a pretty good team that can contend, and you can give me 15 million. Let's, let's go. Let's go. Like yep. it, it's time for me here towards the end of my career, and that's that's probably where we're headed with that. Yep, I agree. I agree. Which again, Chicago, if they don't figure this out with DeRozan, they probably lose him for nothing. Like, yep. and Andre Drummond probably going to lose him for nothing, right? Like that. And these are guys that had interest at the trade deadline, and they said, no, 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 no. we we want to make sure we make, we get you know that one play in game. But they'll still have Vooch for twenty million a year, which no one there is happy about. So you got that going for you. <laughs> yeah, it's just I yeah. feel bad at this point. I feel bad for it's Chicago just, yeah. right now. Yep. I honestly I'd much rather be like the Wizards, where it's like, all right, man, we stink, but like we're at least trying something. Like yeah, yeah just yeah, this commitment to, to mediocrity is not I, I don't know, just can't really get there. Oh, here's here's some good news for just to close things out. MRI results for Jonathan Isaac with the Orlando Magic. No significant injury to his left knee or leg, and he's questionable to play Tuesday. Yep. That's yeah. great. It's That's better. For a guy who's been who dealt with a lot of injuries. Who, yeah, exactly. The guy's career is not not gone uh, where you know, we, we sure. thought it might at one point. Um, but he's not as hurt as we were afraid he could correct. have been. So we'll yeah, take yeah that's huge for them. They, the right, right there, man. They they are right there battling for the you know to get into the top six. They are they're only two and a half games out of fourth, right? You know, crazy. So that's, yeah, I mean we're that's going to be a fight all the rest of the way in the East. You know, really from like four to like like eight is mm-hmm. going to be a battle. So that'll be fun. All right, fun Monday show here. Thank you everybody for watching. Make sure that you do subscribe to the YouTube channel. And don't forget over on the podcast side, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Of course, you can find us over at the Basketball Bulletin as well over on Substack. Uh, I'm going to have something new coming out a little later today. I know, Keith, you always have your game notes coming out early in the morning. Uh, Basketballbulletin.substack.com. Guys, go check that out and uh, make sure you subscribe over there as well. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe.